0: In the AFC Northeast office. This is a team that consistently is going to be in position to contend because of how talented they are. Yeah, yeah, the reality of it is, those guys can play. In the AFC, should watch out for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Players in the NFL, certainly one of the best players at quarterback. They got a guy at tailback in J.K. Dobbins who I think could be an all pro. They got one of the best tight ends in football, a plethora of perimeter weapons, some health on the offensive line, a very good defensive line, one of the better young linebackers in the NFL, and a top five secondary. And no one talks about it. what it is, welcome back to another episode of At The Bank, a Baltimore Ravens podcast. Yo, y'all already know this Saturday is going to be a little bit different because this is the post-game show from Thursday night showdown, you feel me? And I got another special guest. He said he wanted to hang out with me because he helped us out on Thursday night, man. I would like everybody to meet Mr. Broom, Mr. Broom. This guy is very, very, very helpful because, like I said, this uh, podcast episode is titled Get the Brooms. You feel me? And because Cincinnati got swept, we are done with them. We are no longer have to worry about them. uh, No more this season. And I don't think now they are going to make the playoffs because they lost Joe Burrow. Tough, it it had a tough outing on Thursday. You feel me? And and I'm gonna go ahead and sit here and tell y'all why I feel like at the beat the Cincinnati Bengals now, throwing up a a nice amount of points. The Ravens are true contenders. I'm trying to tell y'all we are true contenders, man. And as this show is goes on, man, I'm gonna go and give y'all each reason why I feel like our Ravens are true contenders. You feel me? So. But I gotta start the show off with a little bit of the bad news, man, and and it, it it sucks. It really bothers me that that I had to start the show off, um, like this, and 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 I really didn't want to start the show off, but it I rather just go ahead and get the bad news out the way now, man. But we are out for the. We don't have Mark Andrews' service for the rest of the season, man. He is done oh man what a what a heartbreaking um situation that is man you feel me because for the simple fact that um he is lamar's safety blanket man but before i even get there man andrews will be out uh due to a uh, ankle injury for the rest of the season and it's a possibility that he might have uh, got a hairline fracture in his fibia, man so i wish mark andrews nothing but a speedy recovery man um Can't wait to see what you're going to come back with Vengeance next year because I know you're going to be coming back with Vengeance. I know you're going to be showing that why you are a top tight end in this league, man. Like I said, in my eyes, you are the number two tight end in this league, and you're going to be heavily missed in this offense, man, like heavily missed, man. And simple fact that the reason why I say he's going to be heavily missed in this offense because he's Lamar's safety blanket, like I was starting to alluded to safety blanket him and Lamar came in the same year you feel me and once Lamar got in and and Mark Andrews started being real uh the key part of this offense is that you can just see that the chemistry how they are gel together how you can just see the brotherhood between these two is, is really going to grow and what this brotherhood can really really uh blossom into you you feel me and and For the simple fact that now that he's not going to be there, man, that's a big chunk of our offense now just being taken away because Mark Andrews get thrown to 55% of the time in this offense. The number one target is now gone. It's like 55. that That is a high number for a tight end. You know what I mean? Even though we know Travis Kelsey's probably around that same range also, too, but 55% of the time, Mark Andrews was the guy. You know what I mean? At least trying to be the guy. That's who Lamar looked to. That's who Lamar felt like he can come up in big-time situations. And now that you go ahead and just take that away, man, because, like I said, he was due to have a big year this year. I felt like Mark Andrews was going to have an awesome breakout year. And with him having that breakout year, can possibly help us go deep into the playoffs and reach that Super Bowl, man. Like that—that—that's how big I felt like Mark Andrews was going to really have because before he, as uh, since the season is over with, this is what he had brought to the table. He had brought forty-five receptions already. He had already had five hundred and forty-four receiving yards, and he had six touchdowns already six touchdowns and he was averaging about 12 yards of reception so that's an automatic first down and now you gotta now that's being taken away it's like whew that is I, I know Todd Munkin is 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 a real um smart guy is a is a great offensive coordinator because the way he's been doing um this year is 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 really a tremendous job so now I'm really got to see how can he uh, replace that 55%. You know what I mean? Even though I know it's not going to just be one guy that can really change that uh, or really can take on that role. Isaiah Likely, is a good tight end. It's, not, it's It's most definitely now time for him to step up and show out why he uh, was drafted and brought on to this team and why he's the number two tight end uh, behind Mark Andrews. He's really going to have to – uh, show that that next man up is really a a, a thing in here. I, I I believe in Isaiah Likely. Yes, it's gonna take him a while because him and Lamar gotta build that chemistry. You feel me? This I'm not saying he's gonna have that same chemistry as Mark Andrews, but uh um I'm Likely most definitely gonna have to find a ways once Lamar get out the pocket and 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 roll out and the play the play breaks down. Isaiah Likely got to be in Lamar's vision to show it that he's open or he's just capable of doing that. So I I got faith in Isaiah likely, but also now the other guys um, had to really step up. Rashard Bateman, even though, yes, he did score a touchdown uh, this past Thursday, but Bateman going to have to insert himself into the offense a little bit more. Um, Zay Flowers really going to have to take over this offense the ball is really going to be coming like looking like it's going to be coming your way a lot of the times now. So he's really going to have to kind of elevate his game. OBJ is going to have to um, elevate his game a little bit more. So, you know what I mean? Nelson Algalore, everybody's going to have to really do an extra, a little bit more just for uh, just to fill in for Mark Andrews. Because like I said, man, Mark Andrews was a big, big, big piece, man. And, like I said, I, I I was upset when I found out and when I seen that Mark Andrews was coming back to the game, number one, and then when I woke up the next day to see that he was done for the season, man, broke my heart, man. Broke my heart. But, you know, I, every every setback always gives you a major – get you ready for a major comeback. So I feel like Mark Andrews is going to have a major comeback next year, and I can't wait for him to come back. So – the game went on, you know what I mean? So and 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 as the game should, and, and Lamar really showed out that game. He really showed that um he should be um talked about and mentioned as a top quarterback in this league because Lamar had a decent game. Lamar was 16 from 26, 264 yards and through two touchdowns, zero interceptions. You see that? That's, that's, that's a real big <laughs> Significant change from last week in Cleveland, man, when he threw that pick six. So now that he was mistake free when it comes to uh interceptions, uh, he didn't have no four, uh, no lost fumbles. It seems like everything was in Lamar's favor, man. It seems like our offense was really starting to click a little bit at times. Yes, it did go stale, it did go stale at times, man, and it felt like. I was sitting there on the couch. Was like, man, why does this offense keep going stale? Because I I felt like it, it once Mark Andrews had went down, it, it was like, man, where do we go at? Who, what places, uh, people supposed to be at? Um, uh, you know, Mark Andrews normally get open uh, faster than normally we we can get open, and you know, you can just see like a little bit of confusion of that offense. But somehow, some way, L.J. and that offense found a way to um actually show um that they are a um top tier offense you know even with a missing piece even with uh, uh his safety blanket is not there because it's not just mark andrews that's not there we you know also jk divis people keep on fail to mention it. it's not there so you know lamar just keep on finding ways to to show that he is a dynamic dual quarterback, man. Do you know what I mean? And you know what else that was so good for Lamar that happened for him, man? Because look at these takeaways real quick. Real quick, look at these takeaways. At the uh, winning that game on Thursday, Lamar became 8-1 and one, lifetime against the Cincinnati Bengals. 8-1. and one. That is dope. You feel me? And it just don't stop there. Lamar has won his 53 uh 53rd game which is the most for any quarterback that's 27 years and younger. It's like what? You know, it's like wow. And then you know, it then it it just don't stop there. You know, Thursday win over the Bengals has was Odell's oh, was back in first 100-yard game since the 2020 NFC title game. It's like like mind blowing, like people who all uh would never think that since Lamar was such an injury prone and he's the running back, that he wouldn't be eight and one, um, against uh, uh, uh the Cincinnati Bengals. Eight and one, he only lost one game. Now, granted, yes, he did miss two, um, two games. The Cincinnati Bengals, but yo, eight and one is still um good number. So uh like I said, it's just to put a simple fact that the offense has still found the way to keep moving and keep clicking, man. And only thing um uh uh I wish that we uh uh it would have changed this one thing that OBJ would have got that one touchdown. I wish they uh he would have got a touchdown that would have been really, really electrifying. But, you know, I mean, other than that, man, the offense was really clicking, and it found the way that even our guy, uh, Gus Edwards, who always keeps finding a way into this end zone, man, keep on finding the way into the end zone, scored two touchdowns himself. And he had uh, 64 rushing yards. You so see, you can just see that our offense is just, found the way to be balanced. Even though, yes, the running game wasn't spectacular. Keaton Mitchell didn't have that big burst of breakout games he had um in the beginning, uh, I mean, uh, last week. But he was still able to – the Ravens were still able to have a balanced attack, was still able to push over 400 yards, uh total yards. Like 400 total yards, like – how, what, what, what more do you really want for our Ravens? The only thing, another good, another thing I really want for our Ravens is, and then we actually did it this week, is that close out these games in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what the Ravens did, was able to close out the game in the fourth quarter. Simple. If the Ravens would have did that last week, man, hands down wouldn't have known what the hell. We we would have been way better than um what we are looking now. You feel me? So it, it it just for the simple fact that the Ravens just keep on sh- putting ourselves in contention to show that our offense should be mentioned as a top offense in this league. And it's gotta mention that it's um it's getting cold now. That our offense is starting to heat up in the cold. That's gonna that's gonna be very very scary. Very very scary, it, you know. They uh, have a balanced attack, and Lamar have a balanced attack. Like wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? We can. And then another another key thing is that the Ravens offense once again found the way to throw up thirty plus points. Thirty plus points. That's every game. No no no. That is out of the eleven games this year eight of our games has been 30 plus. Eight of them. <laughs> oh and that 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 guy's to really sit here and think that now just like when you look at other offenses is can they throw up 30 something points or 30 plus points like the Ravens. If they can't throw up 30 something points and if our defense play the way they kind of been playing all year Once again, man, we are the scariest team in the AFC. And, matter of fact, we got to be the scariest team, period. Because when it comes to the NFC, y'all got to sit here and remember, yo, Lamar is 17-1. I mean, 17-0 when it comes to going against NFC. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) So... When we, it's almost about that time for us to sit here and start thinking about, yo, give us, give Todd Monken and this offense some props. Yes, it takes, it takes some time. You can just see it takes time. Um, but at, at that same time, that once it starts to get clicking, oh boy. <laughs> but you know, what I mean, that's, I, I got more facts to go ahead and give y'all. Y'all feel me. The more facts I would like to give, uh, to y'all. It was what I found in these takeaways is that, did you know that under John Harbaugh, the Ravens are 8 0 in Thursday night football? Let's 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 let that ponder a minute. 8 0 on Thursday night football. Wow. (laughs) And it's like the Ravens average about what? Two Thursday night games a year? You know what I mean? Sometimes just one a year. So the simple fact, even if we do get two a year, it's like we are undefeated. You don't want to see us when it play on Thursday night. You might want to see us on Sunday. You might want to see us maybe on Monday. But when it comes to Thursday night, you don't want to see us. So NFL, if y'all would like to do us a favor, man. Go ahead and switch that. You know, once the Ravens get to the Super Bowl, go ahead. Don't even make a Super Bowl Sunday. Just make it a Thursday night game. I guarantee you the Ravens gonna win <laughs> by these stats, man. You can just go ahead and see that we already are set for uh, Thursday night games. But you know what? That also shows me. It shows me that when the lights are on and and the lights are really bright, the Ravens are ready to take on that challenge. I need to take on that challenge. So you can just see that the, it doesn't matter what the stage is or how bright the lights is, the Ravens are ready for it. So that means we all we got to do is just take care of business in the playoffs. Because once we get to that bigger stage, that pressure shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that much of a pressure. We shouldn't get a little bit uh, shook. The lights shouldn't be too bright because I because we already sit here and see on primetime games, man. We are we we are good. Yeah, we are good. That, like I said, old Thursdays, Wow! So shout out to John Harbaugh, man, Ravens on the Thursday night games, man, for actually being undefeated. Not a lot of teams can actually say that, you feel me? Um, As we now about to switch over uh, to the defensive side, for my offensive uh, grade, I would like to give the Ravens a name. Give the Ravens a name. And I had to really sit here and, and let that sizzle, let that, you know, sink in the brain a little bit. Why would I give them an A? Number one, like I said, they threw up 30-plus points, eight, of the game, eight out of 11 games this year. That's, that's one key fact. Another key fact, we lost a major key piece at our, of our offense, and our offense was still to put up four touchdowns. That's that's another key piece. The third key piece, um balance attack. It's not only just because that you know one player doesn't stop the show. Yes, he's he's the big main attraction of the show, but it didn't stop the show. And the Ravens still found a way. Yes, it, it took a little minute, but the Ravens still found a way to get that offense to keep uh moving. And to, like I say, the to, to actually get the brooms for the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's why I'm really giving the Ravens an 80 um, for their offense. Like our offense really stepped up this week, man. And I'm, and I'm actually proud of them, man. Like I said, going eight and O in Thursday night games, Lamar going eight and one against the Bengals of all time. Um, OBJ getting his hundred yards for the first time since 2020. Um, it, it, It just, Everything was looks like it's turning and going to the right way, so I give the Ravens an A on the offensive tip. You feel me? So I got a comment, let's see who I got the comment from. I got somebody that's called, uh, hopefully, I'm saying this boy, the that boy Mitch, and he's saying facts. that's all I'm trying to give y'all, man, just straight facts, you feel me, I appreciate you for tuning in, my guy, Um, but yeah, that's all facts, that's exactly why, like I said, I felt like the Ravens are a true contender in this, uh, going to the Super Bowl, and let's switch it over to the defense, the defense, um, on the defensive side of the ball, man, I felt like we did all right. wasn't too efficient, I mean, wasn't wasn't the best outing. Let me say that wasn't the best outing because there's still some things that I, I we gotta show up on. You know, what I mean, one of the things that we gotta show up on is that run defense for us to have a good pad edge rushers and and, and a good um stout guys in the middle. Joe Mixon was getting his was getting his monies. If the Bengals was able to keep Joe Burrow in the game, maybe, and if uh Um, They was able to feature Joe Mixon a little bit more because the simple fact that their offensive line was touching our linebackers. They was getting to the second level. And, and, you know, for for that offensive line to get to the second level was like, whoa, what's going on here? We should be able to stop the run. They shouldn't be able to get not one lick. But it was like that offense line was able to like, look, when we run the ball, we are here. We're We're going to punch the Ravens in the mouth. And and that's what it was look like the uh bangles was doing. Like I said, it, it just like for the Bengals, the game got out of hand. We was able to go up multiple touchdowns, and the Bengals run game was like you know more to it didn't exist no more. Um, so that's one thing that I I know that we have to show up, man, is that run defense, man? Because there's no no way our defense. Um, should be this good, and I keep raving about being a top five defense, that our run defense should be able to uh, get ate up like that. It shouldn't. We should be stopping the run. I'm not saying that every run should be a tackle for a loss. I'm not saying that every run got to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. But every, almost every run that Joe Mixon was breaking off, man, he was getting um, seven yards of pop pretty much. And that's a that's that's not a good run defense. That's not good run stoppage. So I'm most definitely looking to see that the Ravens get better on that run defense, man. And another thing, the reason why I said out defense is all right. We did all right this week, is uh a lot of PI penalties. A lot. If I'm not mistaken, we had at least two passing interference um calls and one of the passing the first calls is on Rock Yashin. My God, you can't just run through a wide receiver and then expect the call not to come at you. You can't. I don't know what the hell you was thinking about. You can't just sit here and have run through the wide receiver, simply showing you that he's coming back to the ball and you still run through him and then you still had a puzzled look on your face to tell me, what did I do? It's like you know what you did, y'all. Yo. That's just blatantly passing the ferns. Another passing the ferns match came from my guy Ronald Darby. Now he played; he he was able to get his head around, um, but it just wasn't fast enough. And then you know you you started uh, uh pushing. You started using your offhand to push on the wide receivers. It's blatantly shot. That's passing the ferns. Now you didn't get up with the puzzle. Look like what did I do? You shrugged it off and you actually played a decent game after that. So I commend you for that one. But Rock, Yashin, man, you really – that really blew me, man, when you had the puzzle look. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here with that, man. you you, you, killing me. You. But anywho, we got to most definitely show up and, and not give teams opportunities to uh, get momentum. And those plays, it was actually helping Cincinnati Bengals to get momentum. Um uh, uh uh in there um in that game so and that was another thing but you know what the great thing about it was about good thing about our defense you know what i mean i gave you the bad now here's the good our defense was able to sack the quarterback 5 times and we are still leading the league in sacks this year so shout out to the defense shout out mike McDonald for going ahead calling a stellar uh game for having great strategy going against the Cincinnati Bengals and having good strategy once Joe Burrow had left the game because you know that defense could have just start letting up a little bit. No, you kept the pressure on. So, shout out to um that on that one. Um, we was our defense was able, uh, once we got those five sacks, you know what that means? That's five punts, five punts that the Bengals got to do now. So, to have. Creating opportunities for our offense, and that's how our offense was able to keep uh, putting points up on the board. That's how our offense is able to put up 34 points, uh, 34 or 30-plus points a game. Let me say that because our defense is giving us opportunities. And also our defense was able to um, hold the Bengals to 272 yards total. So right there it shows you now you're starting to see like, all right, they are a top five defense, Dave. You gotta you, you, you gotta sit here and, and and hold that statement because everything that you keep, all the facts that you keep laying out is, is showing that they are a top five defense. And you know one another takeaway that happens, if you look at the bottom, it says the Ravens defense held Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase to two receptions for 12 yards and just one touchdown. And he's supposed to be a top wide receiver in this game, right? Two receptions for twelve yards and one touchdown, and that touchdown came on very, very late. That was their last touchdown. Where our defense was pretty much, you know, they say, "Hey, this the game is over. It doesn't matter if you score a touchdown or not. The game is over with. Y'all just go ahead, patting your stats." But you want to know one quarterback that played him? The majority of the game and a lot of people need to do that research and look into this guy, because I'm trying to tell you this guy is starting to show you that he is a he can potentially be a top corner in this league. If he keep going this route that he's going, the cornerback that played Jamar Chase majority of this game, Brandon Stevens. I said it, Brandon Stevens, he played Jamar Chase, majority of this game. Now, no, he didn't follow Jamar Chase everywhere across the field, but when Jamar Chase was lined up on his side and on him, Brandon Stevens played him. And you know what reason why I'm trying to tell people that he's about to be a top corner in this league if he keep going the route that he's going? Brandon Stevens um, is a cornerback in this game and has played. 427 coverage snaps and have not allowed a touchdown so far this season. Zero touchdowns Brandon Stevens has given up this year. And it, you know what I mean? Uh, the Ravens is not really giving up that many touchdowns at all this year. But for the simple fact that Brandon Stevens is giving up zero touchdowns so far at under 400, I mean, uh, going 427 snaps. That's dope. And that's not that's not to mention that Marlon Humphrey hasn't really been here all year for real. So to sit here and think like, whoa, Brandon Stevens, yo, you is doing your thing, my guy. Keep balling. We need you to keep balling. Cause like I said, people kept on saying that our DBs was the weakest link of the chain. But it's it seems like that it's not. It seems like that we are we 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 are um people need to start mentioning us. That's the team that people need to start mentioning as as good as a good defensive team period. All around. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not the front seven. It's the back end too. So shout out to Brandon Stevens, man. I right. before I let y'all go, y'all already know it's time to give y'all the players who earn their wings this week and we're going to start on the offensive side man the offensive side the player who earned their wings this week man it's no other than obj odell beckham jr man most definitely deserved that he earned his wings this week man because like i said if y'all pay attention to the stat that i said earlier obj is had got uh, uh four receptions 116 uh, receiving yards. Yes, he had zero touchdowns. But this is the first time since 2020 NFC Championship game that Odell Beckham had reached over 100 yards. And not to mention, man, like I said, Mark Andrews went down this game. He stepped up, and that's just with four catches that he did that. It didn't have to take him no 10 catches. It didn't take him... Six catches or seven, anything. It took him four catches. It's showing that OBJ is is still explosive a little bit. He still got he still got a little bit of juice underneath his legs, and he's starting to peak at the right time. We need OBJ to start peaking at this time because it's a simple fact that, like I said, now we don't have Mark Andrews. We're going to need that veteran leadership going down to lead these young guys like a Zay Flowers and a Bashar Bateman to actually elevate their game a little bit more. And Nelson Aguilar also, you know what I mean? We need those three guys, four guys to like raise their bar just a little bit. And I think that OBJ is the guy to actually get um, that motivation and, and, and to get it out of these guys. So for OBJ to actually throw up hundred yards on the night that we got the brooms <laughs> and, you know, I been keep on mixing the brooms to the show was in the be able to um to do that on the night that uh it helps us go eight and zero under um John Harbaugh in Thursday night games helps Lamar go eight and one against the Cincinnati Bengals of all time. It's like, whew, why not give him his wings now, man? He deserved to have his wings, and you know what I mean it's better late than sorry. I mean late than never because I've been wanting to I uh, wanted to give OBJ his wings. On the day, on the uh, days that I wasn't here, available to do the show, so it's not no just give me uh, makeup or anything in that nature. But I really do think that Odell Beckham deserved his wings this week, and he showed you why. 116 receptions, I mean, reception yards with just four receptions, pretty dope, pretty dope. And on the defensive side, man, it was a little bit tough on the defensive side. I, I – you know, I want to give it to um Jadavion Clowney, man, because he's having a, a balling breakout year. Like he is really is. But you want to know another guy on that defensive side that's having a balling year and is going to get paid this year. Hopefully, it's by my Ravens. Justin Amata Justin Amata is really becoming one of my favorite Ravens right now, man. For the simple fact that um that he is showing that he's valuable on that defensive line, that he is very, very valuable. And reason why I say that he is valuable for the simple fact that Justin Matabike had got eight games with a half a set or he got six games with a whole set. You know what I mean? So for him to go ahead to each game, uh, showing that that off, it doesn't matter what offensive line is in front of him, he is going to be able to get to that off. I mean to that quarterback. He is that guy. He is starting to become that uh interior defense alignment that every offensive alignment and everybody outside the Ravens organization need to be talking about. You know, what I mean, he needs to be sitting here, maybe mentioning into this defense of the year candidate. Now I understand. No, he's not TJ White, he's not Miles Garrett, he's not uh Michael Parsons. Uh, any uh, none of that in that nature, but Justin gave for him to have a sack, uh, um, a half a sack in eight games and a whole sack in six games, that's pretty dope. That's pretty good for um a, a offense, I mean a defensive lineman who really uh ain't really getting didn't have uh a lot of stats behind him, you know what I mean? And he actually earned his way on the team and and came from the ground up. So, shout out to Justin Matabike, man. Shout out to OBJ for y'all for earning y'all wings uh, this week, man. in week eleven, man. So, man, give it up to him, man. All right, y'all. I appreciate you for joining in this post game show, man. I, I it, it was. I hopefully I gave out a, a a lot of good stats, a lot of good facts. You feel me? Um. So uh, please go ahead and uh, in the comments. Tell me what you think about this episode, how um, the Ravens did on Thursday night. Um, make sure you like, share, subscribe, man. Make sure y'all follow the Grid Network. Make sure you hit that alert button so you can get your alerts every time I come up on this screen. You feel me? Or whenever uh, anybody from the Grid Network, because we got dope shows like Carving It Up with Bryson, All Even Podcast, Clutch Sports Talk. Outside the Cage, Raiders Roundup Podcast, you feel me? And my very other own MTMO Sports Podcast, who episode uh my 117th thought is available right now. I'm trying to tell y'all. It's a real dope episode. Go check it out. But make sure y'all go ahead and check the grid out, period. Period. You know what I mean? Enter the grid. There to be different, especially if you're tired of hearing that same old sports, other sports analyst, you the same repetitive stuff you want to hear something different you want to hear something in your lingo come to the grid you feel me (laughs) and also man when you come to the grid man you can also go to our clothing line our clothing line has great uh uh, clothing apparel such as hats shirts sweatshirts um you know hoodies whatever whatever you feel like um is good for you but you know i mean come on to the grid and support us because like i said man we is Nothing but content creators is trying to get uh from the bottom onto the top. You feel me? So make sure y'all go out support. Um, go to the grid network. Go to any of our social media platforms. Most definitely go to at the bank. Um, social media platforms at uh for Instagram you got at the bank underscore podcast for um Instagram and TikTok for my uh Twitter or X whatever you want to call it you got at the bank underscore pod. Make sure y'all go tune in to all the grid social media platforms. I'm pretty. Um, I know for sure that it's all it's all our platforms, uh, social media platforms, is going to be the grid network. So I appreciate you for t- tuning in, man. And as always, big trust. Why trust anything else? I'm out.